church as far as not submitting to the authority so right. uh, they take a vow and he talks about the vows that are taken in his uh, confessional church and and the vows that are taken by members of the church that belong to the his presbyterian uh, church but what came to me everyone if they get married uh, normally they do it in a church and they make vows before god and right. the in the church, right. but those are taken so lightly that they, right. they have uh, yeah. people don't submit to the authority no. of God or the church right. or the pastors. Right. You know, they all think, you know, I've heard this on TV. Yeah. I'm an expert, right. and uh, they they you can't argue. Someone he I think he brings out the point that uh, someone that says I just believe it in my heart. You can't really argue with that person. No, no you can't. Uh, you can't only, reason with them, and no. you can't argue. With the only way you can do, the only way you can do anything there is just is is argue, uh, and and argue. You know, we're not talking about being in an argument. Right. That's a phrase. Okay, uh, it means to present evidence in its ultimate sense. The word argue means to present evidence. Right. In our culture, it is divided. It's devolved into a a, fa- a, a verbal fight. Yeah. But an argument simply means we are we're bringing forth the uh, basis of our uh, viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just as a little caveat, Tom Cruise, who was in a Maverick mm-hmm. and Top Gun, was also in the movie uh, A Few Good Men, mm-hmm. and in the Few Good Men, he's trying to live up to his father's. Uh, uh, he's trying to fill his father's footsteps. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he is uh, talking about his father who is talking about him, and he says he's arguing. He's making a case. He's arguing. A case. So argue doesn't mean an argument as we use it. It means to present case. So when we say we're arguing, what you can do, you can try to argue with someone to show them how what they say they believe is really not happening in their life. And make them think about that. Well, this is this is just what I believe. Well, how's that working? How is that working in your life? Why would you want to follow a philosophy which is unproductive? Where you where do you hope to get? So you can ask those kind of questions and maybe bring them around to that. You know, one guy said, and I and I believe it's true. I can't remember who said it, but he said in in the previous decades we had to argue from the Bible. Now we have to argue to the Bible. We have to show people why their philosophy and worldview is not working so that they might consider how the Bible's viewpoint will, 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 will work. But that, that kind of, of, of individual or uh, anti-authority, I know as much about it as you do. My doctor has a, a plaque in his office that says, don't confuse your uh, internet search with my medical degree. You know, uh, yeah. because that's the way we are. We, yeah, that's I, true. I, I just exactly. know. I know as much about it as you do. Yeah, I looked it up on. on well, so and so told me. You know, <laughs> I heard. Okay. Well. Well. Good. But you must. We have to go deeper. We have to go deeper, 
And I would just say to anybody listening, and, and if you're an older person, this less doesn't apply as much. But for the young people who want to live their lives and achieve something in their lives, you're going to have to become a thinking person. You're going to have to become a thinking person. You're going to have to recognize there is a level of authority that you're going to have to submit to at some point in your life. Exactly. And there are rules that have to be obeyed. Um, and um, no matter where you go, we we talked about this a little bit when uh, we were in Dr. Ferguson's book about authority. And I think you brought it, brought up uh, your dad used to work at the softball field and they had a sign they had rules at the right. softball field uh, yeah. so everywhere you go you have to submit to some sort right. of authority right but uh, of course people resist that uh, as, as people as will resist authority and then demand that you wear a mask yeah <laughs> we don't believe in the authority but you better wear your mask in this store right. or this restaurant or this you know that's the, that's but again that to me is the failure, and it's always been there. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish it, but it is, it is amplified right now 10,000 times. The inability to connect A to B, the inability to see that what I'm advocating here actually uh, contradicts something I'm advocating over here. Right. And that's why I'm trying to do it in, in the church is try to help people to see that when I say I believe this and I quote a scripture, I have to look at all of the scriptures there. And I have to be willing to admit that I could be wrong in order to be instructed. That's right. I have to admit that I could be wrong. Uh, it's That's just one of the things that I think our, our tendency is to argue from the singular to the group. It worked here. It'll work for you. Mm-hmm. Versus the recognition that that worked there because this was an exceptional individual. Okay. Uh, we had, we used to go to the air shows before 9-11 and that, that interrupted them. And then of course COVID and, and then other areas of life. But there was a, there was a pilot named Jimmy Franklin. Jimmy Franklin flew a jet powered Waco biplane hmm. and his son would do wing walking while he's using this jet-powered Waco biplane, okay? Well, Jimmy Franklin, he, he was killed in one of his shows uh, a while back now. But he soloed for the first time when he was 10 years old. He snuck out to the airport, got in an airplane, and soloed wow. when he was 10 years old. Now, that's an exceptional person. Everybody in the world can't do that. I don't care how many times you tell yourself, I can right. do whatever I want. It's not... So what we, but what we do is we take this person who had a very exceptional life and we say, you can do this too. It isn't true. And, and what we do is maybe there was somebody who didn't know anything and, and got somewhere in life, but that's not the way it works for most people. And most of us have got to submit to authority. And by the way, even Jimmy Franklin submitted to the authority of physics because you have that's to right. do certain things and that airplane does not fly. Exactly. Okay. So there, there are rules for all of us, and it is it is counterproductive to human existence, mm-hmm. not just the spiritual truth, mm-hmm. to, to have an attitude that I know it all and nobody can teach me anything. Right. And uh, again, this is one of the benefits of, of growing older. Many of the people out there today who are very boisterous, 
in their claims that we're looking to, in two or three decades, they're going to be holding a different opinion. And then we're going to be saying, whoops, maybe I shouldn't have listened to them after all. Exactly. Well, one thing, one last thing on, on authority, I would say, if you're sitting at home and not going to church because you've heard, you've been to church all your life, you heard it all, you, you know that, you've heard it all, you're wrong. Right. You need to submit to the authority of your pastor if he is, preaches the word of God. I guarantee you he knows more than you do. You need to submit. You need to be in church. You need to fellowship right. with other Christians. So let's go on. He talks about uh, culture uh, is against creeds, or one of the things goes against creeds is the fear of exclusion. Yeah, He says the fear of exclusion, of drawing boundaries such as, that some people belong and other people do not. In the uh, uh, in these ads, in the silly extremes of political correctness, it almost seems that anything at which I choose to take offense is to be deemed oppressive. Right. So, uh, again, the fear of ex- people don't like to be excluded. People don't like to be. They, they do not like to be excluded, and that's a and that is a perfectly legitimate feeling. Here's where I think the confusion comes in. We're not excluding people. We are excluding behaviors. Right. Okay? We are excluding a particular kind. Of, we're not saying to that person, you're not welcome. We're saying you can't act like an idiot here. Right. Now, as someone who was, uh, when I was young, before I became a Christian, I drank, and I couldn't hold my drink. Okay? I, I mean, it just didn't take, for whatever reason, uh, and I was... I was a tall person as as I am now, but I could not hold my liquor. My friends put me out. Okay, if I was with them and I started getting to that point, they put me out on the street because they knew I was going to get ugly and stupid and they wanted nothing to do with me. Okay. So so they put me out on the street and I've been I've had that situation before. They were not excluding me. They were excluding the person I became when I got too much whiskey. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't say they didn't care about me because right. they were quote unquote people I hung out with and and w- would often have fun with. Okay, but they were excluding my behavior. Right. And I would suggest that there's a lot of people out there who have parties, but they hesitate uh, to invite so and so because he's going to get he's going to get too drunk and he's going to get weepy. Or he's going to get he's going to get too handy with the ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't. So we're not excluding him. We're not saying something about him. We're saying something about what he does. Okay, and 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 that's the same thing. All of the all of the elite clubs throughout history were 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 trying to uh, to isolate. Not always, but oftentimes were. Uh, ex- accused of being exclusive and it was behavior mm-hmm. not people that they were excluding okay uh, and by the way that's not a everybody has that every everybody has that kind of of of, of thing uh, so that's one of the first things that, that I would I would point out about that uh, we are we are in the in the evangelical part of the Christian church that still affirms God's design for sexuality as man and woman. Mm-hmm. We're considered exclusion. We, we, we exclude people. 
but homosexuals can come to this church. They just cannot expect us to approve of their homosexuals. So what we're not excluding people. We're excluding a lifestyle. Right. And by the way, I say this all the time. Sex makes up that much of your life. And I have pity for someone. I think the culture is dead wrong here. When you value someone for something that makes up this much of your life. Right. Uh, there's a Tim, I can't remember his last name, but he was the guy that was on Project Runway. Homosexual man. About a decade ago, he came out at that point and said he had not had sex for 30 years. But he identified as a homosexual. Now, I could not under, understand why you would identify as something that you don't do. I was a pilot. I was a homosexual. I was a pastor. I was a fireman. I was a policeman. But to, but to define your life by something that you do and only that much of the time. I've never understood that. So we're not excluding people. We're excluding behaviors and practices that are, that really are, that, that make up just a very small part of your life. Exactly. And it's not just churches that do it. Right. I mean, society is, uh, as a whole does excludes Exclude uh, behaviors mostly. Sometimes they exclude people, um, but inadvertently. Okay, but but right there, you can be excluded from the military because mm -hmm. you don't have the physical. Now they they keep changing that till the military is not going to be the military anymore. But essentially, you, there is a requirement that you have this kind of skill set right. to succeed at what mm -hmm. we're calling you to do. Or you may have a medical condition that excludes you. Excludes you. From uh, you can be excluded from aviation mm -hmm. because of medical conditions. We're not excluding you because you're not valuable. Right. We're excluding you because this requires that. You don't have that, so you can't be this. And this is the kind of conversation, but you see what, what we've done in our culture is we've turned it all into an emotional soup. And if you exclude anybody for any reason at all, well, then you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. Of course, the left excludes us right? <coughs> while saying <coughs> that there's no reason anyone should ever be excluded. They exclude us. Right. Uh, and by the way, this is an ancient process. Uh, Buddha was a Hindu who decided Hinduism wasn't, a key, wasn't, wasn't working for him. Mm -hmm. So he becomes what we now call a Buddhist. Even... Buddha was exclusive, you see. Everybody's exclusive. Right. Uh, some people say Christianity is so exclusive, but every truth claim by its nature, and Dr. Truman brings this out, every truth claim by its nature excludes what is false. Right. Is yeah. there, if there, if we say there is one God, then we are excluding any claim that there are multiple gods. Mm -hmm. And for the person who says, there are multiple gods. You're excluding the concept that there's only one God. Mm -hmm. Every that's just the way it is. Right. And the idea that we're that it, that exclusion is always negative, I think, goes right straight back to the sexual revolution, and we're told that every behavior is acceptable. Every person has value, right. but everything that person does is not necessarily valuable. Exactly. 
most of the time. Right. It's not it's what, not. what we do. Well, uh, he goes on to the conclusion, and uh, he talks about this tasteful Christianity. And uh, what came to mind, well, let me read what he said first. He says, the pastor who thinks he is being biblical by declaring that he has no creed but the Bible may actually, upon reflection, find that his position is more shaped by the modern world that he first than he first realized. Rather than instinctively taking his cue for the historic practices of the church, he may, in fact, really be shaped by the world yeah. and the culture that surrounds us. I, I think all Christians have to be on guard of that, against that. We're, we're just not aware of how the culture affects us. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we just aren't. We're so... We're in it. We're inundated. We're surrounded by it. It's impossible that we would not be influenced by it. Exactly. But, but again, the, the pastor who thinks I'm somehow, I, 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 I don't know how to, how to phrase it. You're not doing, you're not helping the people. If, if you think that we don't need a creed, People need some guiding principles. Mm-hmm. They need them. Exactly. He says, creeds strike hard at the cherished notion of human autonomy and of the notion that I am exceptional, that the normal rules do not apply right. the, to me the way they apply right. to others. And when I read that, I think about it. You just go out uh, on the interstate and the people that are driving down the ro- uh, road the rules don't apply to them because they fly oh, down the right. interstate. And that's what I, I tell Connie every time I see that. I say, well, there goes somebody. The rules don't apply right. to them. They're special. They you know, right. they get to uh, disobey the, the laws. But that's what I thought about. And when he talks about distasteful Christianity, um, I don't know how to... I'm not sure what he was talking about when he said distasteful uh, Christianity, but the only thing to me that came to mind was uh, Psalm 34, 8, which reads, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And those last two words, in him, are all important. Yes, yes, they, so. they, they are important. I, I, I do think, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing anything he said or, or taking, uh, making a criticism of him, but I, I do think that we are guilty of I say, let us, let us assume I'm praying and I say, oh Lord, help me to be an example. but every person is going to see my life differently. Right. So that I might be doing everything just like God would want it to be done and nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you talk about that phrase, distasteful Christianity, again, not to diminish anything he means by it, but I think sometimes we, we can buy into the idea that if we do this, everybody in the world will like us and listen to our message. And if we're really true to the message... There are going to be people that don't like the message, no matter how you, how you uh, doctor it up. Right. They're just not 
they're not going to like the message, no matter how how you dress it up. Uh, at, you know, that's the political it's the political statement that says it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Right. Some of what we believe is offensive to people because they're in sin. And until God changes their heart, nothing we do to sweeten the message will ever satisfy them. Amen. Only thing you can do is change the message completely and say, believe whatever you want to, and God loves you, and all you got is just believe. And that's what I would call distasteful Christianity yeah. Yeah. to me. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, that's, you could almost, you could also throw that over there again without impugning him or suggesting this is what he means. But from our perspective, uh, Jesus says, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Yes. There's some distasteful Christianity yes, there. Yes, it is. He said, I, I, I wish you were either hot or cold because you neither. I have no use for you. Amen. Uh, and so, so we have to be careful. But again, uh, uh, again, the creeds, I would argue in closing, the creeds help us to stay with the real message, the real fundamentals of the Christian faith that promote the unity of the body around the center, which is God, his son, his spirit, and his word. Amen. Well, he closes, the, he issues a challenge, and I'm going to let you read that, read his challenge. Uh on your own, and what we're going to talk about next time is chapter two, the foundation of creedalism. Now, did I pronounce that? You correctly? did. Great creedalism. job. <laughs> that kind of rolls off right, right off the yeah. tongue. So uh, that's it, going to be interesting discussion. And Pastor, as always, God bless you. God Thank bless you, you so much. Thank you, my friend. Bibles, Bulldogs, and Beards was brought to you by BibleBulldog.com. Purveyors of antiquarian Bibles, theology books, and other Christian items. Also enjoy hundreds of podcasts and sermons while you visit BibleBulldog.com. Visit BibleBulldog.com today.